0: I'm Brandon Briscoe and welcome to another episode of The Postscript, Living Faith Bible Institute's weekly podcast and YouTube series devoted to interviewing pastors and professors from LFBI. And across the Living Faith Fellowship, every week uh, we come together, we have different topics of conversation. Sometimes we're talking about ministry or theology. Sometimes we're talking about church history uh, or the mission field. And all of these conversations are intended to encourage you and to strengthen you and draw you into a greater desire to learn God's word and to live out his mission for your life. And so one of the things that's really important for us is is uh, the goal of pointing all of our students towards the Bible Institute. And we know that our listeners come from many, many different backgrounds and and many different ages and stages of life and ministry development. Many people uh, have been in the church for for 30 years and and many of our listeners only just uh, a year or two even. And so there's a wide range of people that are listening in. But our objective is to ask you and uh, to consider whether or not uh, you should be taking LFBI courses uh, in order to develop in your faith, to learn God's word at a deeper level, learn ministry at a deeper level, and make yourself more effective in the work of the mission. And uh, one of the other objectives of LFBI is to make sure that we do that in partnership with local churches. And so we know your local churches, uh, whoever you are out there listening to the show, we know that your local churches are making an investment in you you too. And, uh, and they are growing you and they are pushing you and they're challenging you in, in unique ways. Our, our job is to just come alongside you in that work and to help build you up as you grow within the context of your church. And so with all that said today, we're going to be talking about what it means to be a student, a student of God's word uh, a student of, of your pastors and th- those who are discipling you within your church, uh, a good student within LFBI. What are the things that you need to consider in your own life in order to be a good student in Living Faith Bible Institute? We have over 500 students that attend our, our classes and are participants in our school. And so we want to make sure that we're helping you and guiding you in a way uh, that would allow you to be the best kind of student that you could be and to be the lifelong learner that you need to be as well. And so with that said, I've invited uh, my friend, uh, Jeff Grasher, onto the show. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks. Jeff is Thanks. the youth pastor at Midtown Baptist Temple. He is a professor in our foundations program. He is an educator by profession. He is a high school English teacher. And so he, he knows how to help people learn. Mm-hmm. I would say.
1: Theoretically I do.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. I mean it's it's what they've hired you to do. <laughs> yeah. And so uh I think you're the perfect person for this conversation. And so welcome. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having it's, me. It's good to have you. It's been yeah. a little while. This is cool. Yeah. Um, Jeff, how long have you been teaching? It's been nine years,
1: but i substitute taught and I've coached and Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been about I've been in that, you know, in that field for a little over that, but nine years. So, and
0: you've been a youth pastor for how long now?
1: This will mark five years of being the pastor over the youth ministry. And I got to teach the middle school and high school classes for a, f- a couple years before that. Mm-hmm. So right around the same time I became a
0: public school teacher. How do you think you got to a place where you wanted to be in education? Like what led you down that road? What was the desire?
1: Yeah, well... So I, you know the the aptitude tests that you take. Yeah, in, in high school. Uh, in high yeah. school, I took multiple of them, and every time, um, this was just my immaturity. But I, I kept taking them, and it kept telling me I was going to do the humanities route. Okay, okay I was going to do something in humanities, and I would look at the list of jobs that that test uh, revealed, and it was like social worker, mm-hmm. teacher, and I was like, that's so not. Cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want to be something much cooler and make, and, and it was like the money you was be there. be like more
0: famous and ha- make oh, more money.
1: I was going to be in the NFL, but then yeah.
0: I, don't, I don't know what happened,
1: but yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going
0: to do that. But your parents, uh, your bone structure is just they not. They sabotaged me. Yeah, they messed you up there. the genes. Yeah. yeah.
1: But no, I, well, so I saw that and of the, of the jobs, I was like, well, teacher would be kind of fun, mm. like to work with people. Cause I, re- what I was realizing is I'm a people person. So I had this idea that I'd be a teacher by, you know, by day and a construction worker by summer. <laughs> so I would go, okay, yeah, I see, so I see like you. the three three quarters of a year I'd be teaching and then I'd go do construction and make more money. And I was going to live in Florida where it's really wow. nice all the time. So
0: So some of your plan worked?
1: Some of it did. Some yeah. of it
0: worked out, some of it did not. Yeah. Um, yeah. obviously ministry kind of changed your whole the whole perspective on that, and um, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, in your college years, um, you coming and joining us here at at the church, and then joining us in the student ministry. And it was almost mm-hmm. a, me, immediately I knew that this is the work that you were built for was was mm-hmm. working with people and teaching people and and helping our young people uh, to grow up in the faith and. And so it's been awesome to watch that Mm -hmm. spill over into your classroom environment and your heart for your students at the school and and even your heart for the students in LFBI and your desire to be a part of that education too. So it's Mm -hmm. been, it's been a a privilege being with you in ministry. Yeah.
1: Well, part of, I mean, part of that too, the journey was when I came to the church, I quickly realized like I, I wanted to do what the Lord had for me. I was growing to that place, but I, I also was realizing, man, I'm, I'm probably wired and geared at that point in my time, especially in my life, especially like, I'm probably going to work with younger people. Mm -hmm. Like I'm kind of a big goofball. So I I, I saw the fit and then youth ministry. And like you're saying, we did ministry together for a while. So, Mm -hmm.
0: man. I wanted you on the show today because you understand education, right? Mm -hmm. You understand learning. You understand what's required of a person if they're going to grow, whether that be In their personal study of god's word whether it be sitting in the pew listening listening to the pastor preaching whether it be in the context of of discipleship and learning in a mentorship relationship Mm -hmm. uh, or in lfbi um, you've been a an integral part of us building out our foundations program to help students be prepared Mm -hmm. for the education that that lies ahead of them and and so if we can before we get into all those details you are actually a graduate of lfbi Mm-hmm. And so tell us about that. Tell us why you did LFBI, why that was a an, an natural decision, mm-hmm. but then also how did it benefit you and, and what was good and what was hard about it?
1: A couple of years into ministry mm-hmm. and figuring out what it meant to to be part of a ministry, we started LFBI at Midtown and I was beginning to to... Experience what it meant to be in in the ministry, serving, ministering to people, and um, the structure was building, being built out to take classes in what was becoming LFBI. So I think 2013 mm-hmm. is, is when it's established, and I don't think in 2013 I really had eyes to see. Oh, I need to jump into this. I was finishing up my my degree in education. Mm -hmm. I got that in 2014. So then after that in 2015, um, I'm in ministry and I was like realizing I need to be trained and equipped to do this. And so I start taking classes and I'm enjoying it, but really I'm taking it out of solely out of necessity. Mm -hmm. And that was important. That's an important distinction because I'm taking classes and I took them for, uh, you know, a couple years just one at a time. And that was kind of the advice, you know, if you've got full-time work and full-time ministry, like don't rush it. So I'm taking one class at a time and <clears throat> it takes a couple years and I'm I'm discouraged and my ministry load I'm growing in my capacity right. and I'm just feeling overwhelmed. You're super busy. I'm busy and I, and and I'm what God was doing was he was growing me mm-hmm. and growing me up. And there was a point where I was like, I'm gonna take a break, cause the struggle was real. Mm-hmm. And so I took a break for it was probably a year, and it was probably in 2017, 18, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. And and I was I was honestly frustrated with LFBI. Mm-hmm. My thought was, um, why do I need a school to get trained in the ministry when? I've got all these men in my life who can, like, I want you to, I want you, I want Brandon to coach me. Like, Mm -hmm. you teach me how to do all this, not this systematic approach. Right. Yeah. You wanted something
0: more organic. I wanted, yes. That would fit within the realm of all the ministry work you were already doing. Yes. Yeah.
1: Right. And what I wasn't understanding is that you have to have a systematic approach to to educate hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't about me. It was about, let's, let's. Educate and equip and teach more than just me. Mm -hmm. It was about me, and so I was frustrated. Right. Well, so I, I, you know, I was with, I was just working through this with the Lord, and eventually a year later, I'm like, dude, I need to get in, I need to get back into it, and I need to finish it. But also, the classes, like I'm hearing that the classes are are fruitful and encouraging and exciting and refreshing. I'm like, I need some of that in my Mm -hmm. life. Mm Education is hard. So I need like the public education. Yeah, yeah Being yeah. a teacher, it's hard. Ministry can be hard. I need to continue to be equipped. It was
0: that. a way for you as a busy minister to get uh, essentially fed yes. in a way that was immediately applicable to mm-hmm. the ministry that you were doing. Yes. And so once you made that connection and you came with the Right Heart Attitude, it, it began to be really refreshing. So, so different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because now I go to class. And it's not just this thing that I do to check off, you know, the box on my list of things I have to do. It's I'm learning and in real time, you know, I turn around and I'm using mm-hmm. what I'm learning. Even if like, sometimes even as simply as what I learned in a classroom, I'm using that to teach and to invest in the people who mm-hmm. God's using me in, in their lives. And, but even principally, like I'm learning principle, like the, uh, my favorite class, is the the um, pastoral epistles?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: And I I was taking an archived class. It was from um, it was the 2015 class, and I was taking it in 2018, mm-hmm. and I, it was maybe a little different structure. And it was so moving. I mean, it was like Pastor Alan Shelby was teaching, and it was exactly what I needed in that season of life, and it was so good. It was. It became my favorite class. I don't know if it's my favorite class, but the relevance, the timing, and the, the relevance yes, was perfect. Yeah, it was spot on. Yeah, so I was like, Man, the Lord's in this, He's using this, and He's using it in my life. I need to finish the program, um, but I need to just be in these classes. And right, so
0: yeah, and and so tell us, how has LFBI overall affected now that you've graduated? Mm-hmm. Can you see, can you look back and see the benefit of the education? Like, in terms of the knowledge set, mm-hmm. can you see how it's? impacted your ability to lead and, and to, to address issues of the Bible when they come up.
1: Absolutely. So the the knowledge and being able to handle um, information, biblical knowledge, you know, to counter ideas in society with mm-hmm. the, what the Bible says, but also just the structure, like the, the path for growth and the structure is more clear now. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm at whatever point in that growth... You know, I, I see where I was, and I see what how it benefited. I saw that there's discipleship, there's you know, foundations one, foundations two, and three, and there's LFBI. and you can you can kind of see the purpose of each, and right. then you can see it in other people's lives. And I think the it became relevant and applicable um, as I'm trying to grow people up, too, and mm-hmm. and, and now I can call them to. What I've
0: got, right, right. Now you've got, them like in, in your in your class where you work with young people, you have counselors and leaders that are some of them are young, are right. different stages, and they're, and they're in LFBI, and now you're the pastor that's mentoring them as they get educated through LFBI, mm-hmm. and so now you're seeing it from the other side. You see the benefit of that supplemental yes. relationship, where it's like you're coaching them in ministry, but at the same time they're in a in a classroom environment and they're learning about whether it be Daniel and Revelation. Or pastoral procedures, mm-hmm. or or pastoral epistles, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. They're they're learning, they're learning that you know that that growth is happening. But mm-hmm. then you can coach them in, in the day to day life of a minister. ministry. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I can't give to them all that they need. Mm-hmm. And now I see. Oh, but LFI is absolutely part of getting them the equip yeah. the equipping that
0: they yeah, need. It's good. So. so one of the things that that I often have heard said and say about about education, and I think it applies to LFBI, is this idea that, that school is where you learn how to learn. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I first heard this when I was in high school and I was just tired of being in school, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and Mitch Medlin, in fact, was like, dude, you've gotta take high school seriously. Not because geometry, you're gonna use geometry every day or algebra every day or mm-hmm. everything that you learn in your English classes has application to your adult life you're there because you're learning how to learn. And I think this really applies to LFBI and the mm-hmm. work of the ministry and even your testimony, mm-hmm. what you're talking about. So so maybe you can help us. In what ways do you believe that LFBI is creating lifelong learners? Like what? how does it lay the foundation necessary for someone to be a learner perpetually? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, I think it's important to define what a student is. Okay. So like, is a student someone who just obtains and retains information forever. And I don't think so. I think an effective uh, education is when information is given to a student, and then that student isn't someone who just hangs on to it but uses it. Mm -hmm. Like knowledge just for the sake of knowledge is vain. Mm -hmm. But knowledge and, and the application of it, using wisdom to apply what you know is what makes a student, I think, Um, Profitable. Mm. So, in LFBI, we're getting information, and our and our students are receiving, you know, what the 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 information, the principles, the the Bible knowledge, the leadership equipping, all of that to to then turn around and immediately use it. Like my testimony, how it kind of played out at times. Like they're using it real time. And then once you figure that process out of I take information not just to take it, but I take it to use it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that carries you all the way through life. So even even teaching or preaching from the pulpit. Right. When I preach from the pulpit, I'm not just studying to get information, I'm getting it to use it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that model of getting and using, um, that's all the that LFBI is. Right. Like it's it emphasizes on like let's get let's get to work. Mm-hmm. Let's move with what you're getting, not, you know, right. stash it up.
0: And I think the way that we do that is the way, you know, it starts at the very beginning of the application process. So like what happens is a student, when they apply for the school, they have to tell us what local church that they're a part of, and they have to get approval from their pastor. Because from the very beginning, we want students to recognize, and we want their pastors to recognize mm-hmm. that what they'll be learning at LFBI should should, if treated right, should have an impact on that local church, and it's going to take, it's going to take all of us working together in tandem mm-hmm. to make sure that this person gets developed and that they have an outlet for exercising the things that they're learning. Um, otherwise, it does just become dangerous, because dan- just knowledge that you sit on be- becomes dangerous, and, and it creates high-mindedness and mm. and pride and and a puffed up a puffed up head, you know. Yeah, and so. Uh, we really do strive to make sure that those partnerships work so that exactly what you're saying can take place. Uh, there's space for ministry to uh, exercise and to work through the content that a student's mm-hmm. learning. And and so, it, but it is ultimately up to a student whether or not that actually happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, like in in my classroom, in, a, in a Eng- I teach English. Mm-hmm. So in that classroom, I give them information. And then that structure... It dictates that these students take in information and then they're processing and using it right there. They read a text and they analyze it and they discuss it and they write about it and they're performing those skills right there. LFBI is similar but different where you're getting information and then that analysis Mm -hmm. and the usage of that information doesn't necessarily happen on a Saturday morning in that classroom. Right. It happens on Sunday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And mm-hmm. throughout the week, you are supposed to be using that information. The, the world is your classroom. hmm And you're getting informed on Saturday or during the lecture
0: right. that you're getting. So. Yeah. And in terms of lifelong learning, I think, you know, a lot of the things that, that someone gets, say, in a hermeneutics class. hmm um, even if they're not preaching and teaching every day at their church or or in a Bible study or whatever the, the context that they're in, you know, maybe they're not exercising that. But even that the use of that knowledge begins to work itself out in daily study in God's word. Mm-hmm. and And suddenly you begin, you know, in the beginning, it's clumsy, right? So it's like, I'm going to purpose to use the, the, the principle of first mention, or I'm going to purpose to, uh, you know, consider some sort of, of, you know, study principle, whether it be, you know, some form of comparing scripture with scripture or establishing context Mm -hmm. or what they might have to do that with great intentionality. Mm -hmm. But then a few years down the line, they're studying God's word and these things are happening naturally. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's the, it's the working out that make, it's like when you're 40 years old and you get on a bike, you haven't been on a bike in a few years. Hmm. And you get on a bike and it's like, I know how to ride a bike. It's innate. Now it's innate. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lifelong learner is someone who takes extrinsic information and then turns it into innate knowledge, like mm-hmm. knowledge that becomes impulsive. Like, I, I can use this anytime mm-hmm. I need it. It's, it's at my disposal. This is information that's now completely integrated into who I am as a person, yeah. which is what we want Christianity to be. Right, it's practical. Right, it's practical. It has mm-hmm. use. It has use anytime that I need it. That's not always an easy thing to do. There are struggles. And so as an English teacher and as a professor in LFBI, what are the common struggles that you see students have along the way as they're learning? There's, there's so many different things that we could talk about here. I mean, again, we have, we have so many different kinds of people coming into our school with, with so many different kinds of backgrounds. And they all have slightly different struggles or issues as they're learning. Uh, and the same things apply within their church context. Like, you know, sometimes the lecture format's really difficult for people. So on a Sunday mm-hmm. morning, get taking notes well or whatever it might be. There's all kinds of struggles that people face in a learning context. So as a teacher and instructor, what are some of the ways that you see students tend to struggle with education and, and learning, whether it be God's word or whether it be in a secular context? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, there's a few things that come to mind. One of them is um, a lack of grit Mm. and toughness. And what I mean by that is, in my mind, if like ideally to become educated is you just say this beautiful lecture. I mean, you give this, it's just amazing. And then I've just somehow absorbed at all.
0: Yeah, an hour and a half of lecture, just just, completely absorbed.
1: And I'm just like beaming with this new knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then I can apply it however I want. But the reality is, it's hard work. I've seen the analogy made that, you know, when someone, I don't skateboard, but when someone is trying to skateboard, Mm -hmm. and they try to learn this new flip, they're going to attempt it hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah, And they're probably going to hurt themselves. Yeah, my
0: son's going through this right now. Yeah, so Shepherd's like, learning to skateboard. Oof. And we went to the skate park last week and he did great. He was doing new stuff. But when we get home, like in his mind, his Ollie should be perfect. Yeah. And then it should be like three feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. And and the repetition and mm-hmm. the and the you know bloody shins yes. and the falling down that comes with it it's not it isn't easy you're yeah. right so what the, the analogy you're using is actually really personal right now to, it, to my son
1: yeah and it and it hurts yeah like he is and it, and it hurts and so he's probably at times just like all students will be is frustrated because mm-hmm. it's hard yeah and it's not even the the apprehension of the knowledge right of how to do it it is the application of the knowledge. And the application of the knowledge sometimes means doing things I'm, I've not been trained to do, like study mm-hmm. and write papers and right. take notes. And those things are hard. right? And they frustrate us because there's a deadline. And I haven't written a paper in this many years. And now I have to do this. And there's this, this frustration. And what some people, a lot of people do is, students in Lpi and in high school, is they say, I can't do it. I, I I like I'm gonna give up they on throw I'm, up their arms. I'm gonna throw up my arms and I'm gonna give up on this assignment and I maybe I'll tune in on the next thing. Yeah. Right. And and that's a learned it's a you have to learn to respond to that adversity or those that hardship just with some toughness. It's yeah. gonna be mechanical. You're gonna have to tell yourself, I'm gonna do it and that to me is less than ideal. Yeah. I just want it to be eloquent and just
0: easy. You know. toughness and humility yes right where it's like i am going to give this my all even if i end up with a b or a c or mm-hmm. doesn't go the way i imagine you know one of the things that i run into a lot of times with lfbi is that students really greatly desire to learn like mm-hmm. I, I think people enter into lfbi with only the right heart I, they yeah. desire to learn god's word and they want to be better ministers, but then they hit a hiccup. They have a tough week. They get to the lecture late. They get behind on something. They they forget a quiz, and it's like, "Woe is me! The world is over. I I can't move forward. I've already I've already ruined what I set out. What, mm-hmm. I, what I, was, I was idealistic about. I've already ruined it. Now I'm done. And that's the thing you're talking about that mm-hmm. that grit. And you've got to decide. I'm going to move forward despite the fact that there might be some bumps in the road. Yes. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. We're gonna pause right here for just a second so we can hear from one of our students from the Living Faith Bible Institute.
2: My name is Man Kit Ho. I'm from Hong Kong, and I'm involved in international student ministry, and I'm preparing for the mission field. LFBI has been great tool that helps me to study the Bible with certainty, that I know what the Bible said for myself, and not just for that, that when I preach the gospel or Uh, doing Bible study or um, teaching that I can teach with confidence this is what the Word of God said instead of just someone say so-and-so said On the mission field, there's many people that have never heard about Jesus Christ and if I don't know what the Bible said when they ask questions about who is Jesus or what the gospel said all I can say is like I think in this way but I cannot say um, this is what, what the Word of God said. So in terms of mission field, when people ask me questions about Jesus, I can point this is what the Bible said with certainty.
0: To enroll for classes, visit lfbi.org. To support LFBI, please visit lfbi.org support.
1: So I, I failed a class after being three quarters of the way through and then I and then I miss a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and in my mind, it's it's over when it wasn't over. Right, I, I missed a couple assignments, but I still was on track to pass the class. But I think I think what was missing is I wanted it to be easy. I wanted it to be streamlined. And when when there are hiccups, like you said, when there's hiccups and they it throws me off, I throw up my hands. I say, well, this isn't going to be. Uh, it's not going to be perfect it's not going to be ideal and I think that addresses another common issue is like you're saying people come with intentions to learn and generally people want to do well when they do something mm-hmm. and when it's not perfect they say well they're, they're frustrated mm-hmm. and and they blame something or themselves and they grow discouraged and and I think that's just a part of learning too like yeah. it's a part of maturation is realizing it's not always perfect Gonna fit in the box how right. you want it to, right? But if you're getting information and you're able to use it, then you've learned,
0: yeah. You know? And I think it's an important thing to learn that in the context of of LFBI in the classroom too, because that grit is something you're absolutely gonna need in ministry. You're, you're gonna absolutely need because in ministry things aren't gonna go almost ever how you imagine them to go, mm-hmm. and there's very rarely are you blessed in such a way in ministry where things unfold exactly the way you planned them in your mind or that fruitfulness came so simply or so easily. You know, all I had to do was this, you know, as though it was like some magic, you know, fairy dust over your ministry. Mm-hmm. It, ministry's hard and you will want to quit at times. Mm-hmm. And there will be times where you feel like a failure. Uh, the difference is, you know, a lot of times you have pastors that are alongside you saying, hey, come on, this is how ministry goes, get mm-hmm. up you know mm-hmm. let's stand up let's move forward in the lord um, and and let his grace be sufficient for the need that's before you and i think we have to recognize that that same that same grit that we learn in the classroom or in the ministry applies in both arenas is that we have to be diligent and we have to work hard and not allow ourselves to fall into the trap of discouragement or we're not we're giving up on the knowledge that's being extended mm-hmm. to us god has given us an opportunity to learn his word And we actually should be excited about that. And that should motivate us. Yeah. Yeah. So what other struggles do you think students run into?
1: Um, Time management Mm. is pretty big. So, you know, in in LFBI, in the context of that process, um, you know, you you go, you have a lecture once a week, and then you have assignments the rest of the week, and you're not in the classroom. So it's on you. Yeah. Now, I think what, what we'll end up getting to is where does that accountability piece come from? But if you're not intentional about accountability, about forming accountability in your life, you got to manage time on your own. Mm-hmm. You've got to get those assignments done. And the classroom at, in a high school setting, we don't even, I mean, where I work, we don't even give homework anymore, knowing they, that the students, they won't do the work at yeah. home. They'll yeah. do it, you know, and before school, right when they come back or whatever. So we might right. as well just do it together here. But I think time management is is another learned skill that has to be developed and
0: grown into someone. Yeah, and as you said, it, LFBI is very independent. Mm-hmm. Like we provide you with the knowledge, we provide you with the lectures, we provide you with the assessments, we provide you with the books. We've done the research. Our pastors have and professors have done everything to prepare you in terms of content. But it's up for you, up to you to exercise that again through the writing of an essay or a project, a project-based assignment, or uh, maybe a, you know some sort of collaborative work that you're supposed to do, or whatever the 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 assessment is. Your responsibility is to work through that and to learn it on your own. Mm-hmm. But that you're not. Look, the reality is you're not always motivated to do it. Yeah. You know yeah. because you're busy and. So what's the solution for for time management problems? Besides, you know, accountability of other classmates or friends or pastors, what are some basic things that students can do to get better at their time management?
1: I think, first of all, it comes back to um, this idea, uh, and I don't want to sound too harsh, but I think it's natural for everybody. It comes back to growing up. Mm -hmm. So when you you have children, you got to go to work to provide mm-hmm. for them, right. even when you don't want to. And so being willing to sacrifice what you want to do for the sake of something better, that's bigger be or better. bigger or better, that's even still for you. Like your education is for you, but it's for others. And, and it, it is getting a perspective that I'm going to do this, not because I'm going to get an A, but I'm going to find motivation and I'm going to do this because it's going to make me a better minister. Mm-hmm. So I think that realization helps manage people's time but i think building out a schedule is important too knowing when each week you're going to set aside that time and you've got it written in your in your calendar in your weekly calendar like monday nights is for working on this assignment mm-hmm. or even putting it in daily i'm going to you know i have this book i have to read for this class or this research i have to do i'm going to do that this time every day and and kind of creating the structure that you need. It's just building walls into your life that help you to mm-hmm. to be managed.
0: Yeah. And that really, I think for our students, a lot of them need to do that as soon as they get that syllabus mm-hmm. before they've even listened to the first lecture, they need to determine when they're going to have certain things done and when they're going to set aside time. In, in what ways does online education create even maybe or compound the struggle uh, of learning? Like, because there there are strengths and weaknesses, obviously, to mm-hmm. an online education. Now, LFBI offers both. If you live in the KC Metro, um, you can attend a class live. If you've got yeah. if you've got a class that's happening or being taught on the campus of your church, obviously, you can attend that live. But the majority of people are going to get their education through an online platform, mm-hmm. and there are unique problems or difficulties that come with that. What what are those? And what's the answer?
1: Yeah, I think the lack of accountability, which which um, it leaks into those other things. So time management mm-hmm. is related to accountability. I think grit and longevity through a course is related to accountability. We need accountability. And if it's online, if it's an online uh, institute mm-hmm. solely, then you're not going to have those things. But the, the vision or philosophy of LFBI is that, yes, it's an online Giver of this education, structure for this education that emphasizes and encourages uh, the solution that students in the context of their local church have and build accountability with the other students in LFBI and the other, even just the other people in their churches that they're doing ministry with mm-hmm. to, to be serving and moving in the right direction towards being successful in the class and in right. ministry together. Right. So I think the local church is the answer. The local
0: church is the answer and that's what we want too. And so again, you know, going back to kind of what we said in the intro is this idea that if a student is is taking classes in LFBI, people in their life should be aware of that. Yeah. And hey, uh, Pastor Joe or Pastor Frank or whoever it is, mm-hmm. uh, I'm taking this class this semester. I just wanted to give you a heads up and and so uh, I just want you to hold me accountable to making sure that I'm exercising what I'm learning in the context of ministry. I think it's really important, you know, as pastors, when I hear uh, one of, you know, the young people in my ministry say, hey, I'm taking this class this semester. In my mind, I make a mental note that, oh, there this is going to be a growth in this particular mm-hmm. arena of their spiritual life, that there's going to be growth here. It's going to be difficult. I'm going to have to hold them accountable. If they've got questions, they need to know that they can come to me. Uh, they can go to the other pastors. Uh, but, but the idea is that I provide them with a physical structure in our local church that supports what it is that they're learning in their classroom setting online. And so I, I think you're absolutely hmm. right. The, the accountability is critical. And really, at the end of the day, this is why so many universities and maybe seminaries are failing, because they don't they don't emphasize this, this point.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think if, if, you're, yeah, if your structure is just giving an education and even maybe the, the heart is to equip people, but you're not also emphasizing, hey, practically, here's how this can look. I think the practical, the practical nature of LFBI and the hands-on, put you to work in your church, mm-hmm. use this information... Is what makes it really meaningful. I mean, I wouldn't want to, I, like, degrees are fine, right? But I think in our DNA is that a degree doesn't make you a better minister, right? But experience, you know, and, and being used by God mm-hmm. will grow you
0: and will right. make you a better minister. Right. So, so explain, explain to us a little bit about the freshman orientation class. This is a class that you are the professor of. I'm kind of like your assistant professor in that class. Um, we've got, there's all these different lectures that we've done and mm-hmm. all these things. The, the, there was a reason that we needed, we realized we needed a freshman orientation class. Almost every university has a class like this mm-hmm. uh, for all of the exact same reasons. So explain why we have a freshman orientation course in our foundations program and what benefit it brings to our students.
1: Okay, so uh, I feel like I keep putting myself in a negative light. But so when I went, <laughs> right after I graduated high school and I went to a university, they had a freshman orientation class and I never was, it was never explained to me, why do I have to take this class? Mm-hmm. It's not going to, like what is this? And I, I lasted at that university for one semester. I failed that class mm. and I lasted at that university for one semester. I was so discouraged. I just, I went back home. I was Mm -hmm. in St. Louis, I came back home. And that could have been avoided had I known that the freshman orientation class was to familiarize me with how to be a student. Like, here's how you be a student at this university in particular. So for LFBI, this is a different structure than the vast majority of people have from, you know, if say they're going from high school into college or from a university around here,
0: into the LFBI. it's a different structure, right? Or they've been in the workforce for twenty years, and it's yeah. been a while since they've had a, you know—a formal Any education. education. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, the, what the freshman orientation class does is it says, "Hey, here's how you here's how you student at mm-hmm. LFBI. Yeah, and I think it it could be easy to to uh, despise because it's like, well, that doesn't have anything to do with being a minister. Yeah.
0: Or being not, equipped, yeah, it's not as exciting as like eschatology. Oh or, man, yeah, you know, it it seems like a necessary evil. Yes, and so it can people can be frustrated by it. I think the the
1: reality is it is a it is a, a simple, it's an easy class, mm-hmm. and the information you get from it is simple and it's it is um, entry level, and it's not you're not we're not getting into the Bible says this about you know right. these cool stuff. But it is necessary if you're
0: unfamiliar with how to do school, mm-hmm. how we do school. Or if LFBI is just new to you Yeah, in right. general. right? Because yeah. it is a unique platform. We, we use a particular uh, system, uh, the videos and the structure layout in a particular way within the school. Um, there are different resources that are not always easy to find if you're not familiar. Um, you know, learning who to contact, even just learning who to contact mm. when you have questions is such a big deal. Um, what are some other things that, that that we talk about in the course? I mean, how to write essays, how to write essays, I how mean, to keep a schedule. Yeah, walking through what it looks like to keep a schedule, in re, and all of it is a direct relation to LFBi and the MyLFBi platform that we use to dispense information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like even going back to like the the deterrence from
1: getting an education. What are the struggles that students have? A lot of that can be informed or helped work. Work, get worked out through freshman orientation. Mm-hmm. Like how to manage your time. Okay. How to endure, how to how to get accountability in your life. Well, those are touched on in the freshman right. orientation class. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. And the assignments are you've got to, you know, you have to write a vision for your LFBI experience moving forward. From this moment on, here's my vision for why do I need LFBI? This is the reason I want to be a student here. And this is what my intentions are. Here's the calling that I sense on my life. And it gives you an opportunity to process very spiritual things in the freshman orientation course before you, you head out into your, your ministry education. Mm-hmm. But then also it's incredibly practical in the way that like um, a lot of people have never used Chicago manual style at, for, to write essays, which yeah. is, the, which is the, the formatting, the essay formatting that's commonly used in, in a theological setting. But a lot of people have never had to use it. They're used to like MLA or mm-hmm. APA. And so we take time to help students learn how to use Chicago manual style. Yeah. And they write a short essay about a missionary just yeah. to practice, just to practice what it looks like to format in Chicago manual style and learn a little something along the way. Mm-hmm. It's such a practice. I love how the structure of the class. It's so practical. And I think that you and on the other instructors have done such a good job to make sure that it's easy, that it's bite size and that it sets students up for success in the coming years.
1: Yeah. I mean especially I would say the adults who sign up for LFI and they haven't been in school for a long time and they're working I've heard frustration about the the style the writing style mm-hmm. like how do I how do I write this paper in this Chicago like I don't even know what that is and and that was before we had the freshman orientation mm-hmm. class and this kind of it just irons out some wrinkles that you're going to experience throughout the course of yeah. your time at LFI and why wouldn't you just get that figured up uh, figured out up front right for sure
0: so that you yeah um so if you were to if you were to encourage you know our new students um in terms of preparing for LFBI uh you know this it, being a part of LFBI is new to them the structure is new if you could encourage them what are some things that you would say and and how would you how would you call them to rise to the occasion
1: mm. so as a teacher at the beginning of the year, we go to convocation. So the superintendent, you know, and all these important people
0: address the whole... All the... Te- so, yeah. So this, every, almost every school district, at least in the KC Metro, does this. I'm sure in other, other school districts do this too. All the teachers and the administrators and everyone that works Everybody. for the school district comes together in usually a big hall or auditorium. Mm-hmm. And you get a rah-rah speech yes. from the superintendent of the school district. And yep. these, are, these events are off, often loathed as necessary, especially by teachers who've been teaching for like 20 or 30 years. Yes. And they're like, oh my gosh, this again. Yep. So yes, that's where a convocation so is. So
1: this convocation, um, our superintendent said something and I was like, man, I've heard that four times already from you in this meeting. And man, it's actually true. Like, hmm. it actually is helpful. And so this is cheesy, but um, knowing your why. Okay, so that just sounds kind of cheesy, but but knowing your why. Why are you doing LFBI? And when I started, my why was different from when I finished. Mm. And I think if you can properly um, get your why, then I think that's going to save you a lot of of frustration and struggle. And your why should be: I want to take LFBI and I'm gonna perform the tasks and I'm gonna learn the skills and I'm gonna learn the information. I'm gonna take on this big adventure mm-hmm. because I'm gonna I'm gonna benefit from it. God's gonna move in my life, and I'm gonna be, I am gonna be better equipped to be used yeah, by God, yeah. to use his word in the lives of people. And if you can establish what your why is and maintain that, it's going to be so much easier. And if you don't, if you sign up and your why, your motivation is um, not lined up, you're going to get burnt out.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, it's just hard. Any school is hard, but especially when you're learning something that is bigger than life, yeah. it's, it's not just an algebra class. Right. I mean, it's heavy. There's some. There, you're learning stuff that applies to, People's lives—that's mm-hmm. big, and it can it can burn you out. So I would say, man, know your, remember your why. Yeah. Learn to be tough. Yeah. Knowing that the end result is worth it.
0: Yeah, for sure. We're beginning to see that play out, right? So, like every year, we're graduating more and more students mm-hmm. because people have figured out their why. Like this uh, admission focus, I think we're graduating eight or nine students. Wow. And um, and that's always an exciting time. And everybody comes together and we, it's form, it's kind of formal. and mm-hmm. and But we are celebrating the fact that, that a handful of students have once again have set their eye in a trajectory and they've, mm-hmm. they've stayed a course and they've worked hard. And at the end of that, they're a better minister for it. They've learned ministry principles. They've learned their Bible better. They can handle it better. And we, we're producing missionaries and pastors and children's workers and... Um, you know, leaders of hospitality ministries and, and better disciplers, and all of that as a result of people who, who chose to work hard and, and to see a thing through and to remember their why. So I like that. That's, that's, that's good. I think all of our students need to hear that. Maybe we should have a convocation. A convocation with all of our professors?
1: Yeah, like probably, I, not. probably not? Maybe not. I don't know. They're all
0: over the world. <laughs> that's true. It might be hard. We could do it on Zoom, Zoom convocation. Man, I can imagine. Um, dude, uh, Jeff, thank you for your time. Thank you for your time helping with, um, with the courses. Um, one of the things that I, I, I'm going to drop here, I don't know if I, this might be really premature, but one of the beautiful things about the postscript is that I can get away with this is that we're actually working on a biblical English class mm. that Jeff is helping to spearhead. There's a team of English teachers who are putting together a course that is going to teach you, um, English, but also specifically King James English, the way that punctuation and grammar works, how really at the end of the day, how to diagram sentences for the, the purpose of study, better, better understanding your King James, because not everything is the exact same as the way we use English today. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you're going to be learning archaic words and, and getting familiarized with the way words are used in the Bible. And so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Are you excited about that? Oh, now? yeah. Yeah. So we're working on that right now and Jeff spearheading that. So thank you for your work on that as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So uh, did a little bit different episode for the postscript today, a little yeah. bit different, but Jeff, thank you for your time. And we want to thank you uh, as well to all the listeners who stayed the course on this episode. I So there's, I had two objectives here. Okay. One objective is that we have so many students that listen to this show every week, and and we really wanted this episode to be an encouragement to you to remember to stay the course. That it's okay to fail, it's okay to fall down, it's okay to. But what what is the main objective? What are what are you setting out to do in being a part of LFBI? If it's not to be a better minister and to serve the Lord better and to understand His Word better, then your motivations might be wrong, and you might need to check yourself and take a couple steps back and, and reconsider what you're doing. But we want to encourage you that it's worth doing. Like don't quit, don't give up. Continue to see to see this through even if it means one class a semester or for some of our students, uh, we've got a young man right now who's taking 5 classes a semester, he's taking a, a full load. And uh, um, man, he's doing an awesome job. This is his primary education. He's at a place in his life where he can just focus all of his energy on LFBI. And that's a beautiful thing. And so no matter where you're at, stay the course, see it through, and remember what you're doing. You're, you're living uh, to serve the king and you're working to serve into a kingdom, the kingdom of God. And so take that seriously. The other reason we wanted to have this episode is because we want to encourage people who listen to this, ep- this show and, and, and these episodes every week who've not yet chosen uh, to take an LFBI course. Like there's gotta be something that you're kind of interested in, right? There's gotta be, whether it's a world religions class, you need to, you wanna learn more about world religions or or you could strengthen your hermeneutic or maybe you wanna improve at your public speaking at church and your ability to, to share and present God's word. You need to take a homiletics course. Uh, maybe you need a refresher in some sort of area that you learned a long time ago. You learned about this or that. Uh, and you need a refresher in that area. We want to encourage you to consider taking an LFBI course. We want to come alongside of you. We don't want to get in the way. Uh, we just want to help you and and to uh, to strengthen you in God's Word, so ultimately that you can be a better better minister where you're at. And so that was the heart of today's episode. And, and we hope that you enjoyed it. And we'll be back to our normal kind of episodes. I'm sure next week we'll be talking about something crazy and fun from God's Word, but. But uh, I hope that this was good for you today. And and we do love you. We're grateful for you. If you've got questions, you want to learn more about what LFBI is and what we do, visit lfbi.org. Again, uh, encourage you to to write a review for us uh, on whatever platform you're listening. Share episodes, subscribe, uh, however you get your podcasts. We love you and we'll see you again next week for another episode of The Postscript. Thanks for listening to The Postscript. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a rating and review in order to help other people find our podcast. If you value this show, please help us continue creating content by supporting Living Faith Bible Institute at lfbi.org support.